All right, Eric Johnson returns, and then the Avalanche get to work. A pretty handy dismantling of the Buffalo Sabres. Five to one, some milestones were reached in the process. We'll discuss it all. New episode of Locked On Avalanche, common action. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Make sure you are following us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on the Twitter X, Locked On Avalanche on the Instagram threads. Uh, questions, comments, concerns, and opinions locked on avalanche at gmail.com. And make sure you are following us over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. And also subscribe to our subtext as well. Link to that is in the show notes below. When you do, you're chatting with Kyle and I one on one, and you become one of our very special insiders. Give us your opinion on everything going on uh, avalanche wise. So, Mr. Sullivan. Big day at Ball Arena the other night. Uh, a lot going on with the Eric Johnson stuff. The game was a great game from you know an Avalanche perspective. So let's let's kind of dive right in right there. And we, we got to start with the Eric Johnson stuff, right? We'll, we'll get to the game, which was you know it's important. Two points. <clears throat> That's and they played very well. Uh, but all eyes were on on Eric Johnson for this thing. So um, and it started earlier in the day with the very first you know locker room interviews he he gave he needed a minute he was talking about it you could see him starting to tear up a little bit and he just had to sit down and collect himself and when he started talking again he started crying again so it, it which doesn't surprise me like what this guy means to this this team this franchise um what can't be can't be overstated and you know but what i do love is before he even answered a question, and this just goes to show you like mm. how great the guy Eric Johnson is. Before he even answered a question, microphones going in his face, and before he he says takes any question, he says, "I just want to. I didn't get a chance to talk to Sam Gerard, but I just want to wish him well." And you're just like, "Oh man, like here, here, like here we go, like what a guy, yeah. <laughs> you know." So, um, just your thoughts on on the whole night as as a whole. <sighs> I, I didn't anticipate it being as emotional as it was. And then you see the Eric Johnson comments and in the interview that he did earlier in the day that you see him breaking down. And I'm just sitting there like, it's going to be one of those nights. And it was, mm-hmm. and it was from EJ getting emotional beforehand. And then Landeskog, the Landeskogs. Yeah. Landeskogs, whatever the plural <laughs> Landeskogs, they were all there in the sign that's gone like viral. It's on mm-hmm. every, hockey social that's it's what you want to see like just seeing ej being welcome back to that ovation yeah jose was there too but the EJ, yeah. like yeah, right. yeah uh, he's already returned with many other teams yeah, um, right but like just ej and everybody kind of having their moment where it's like you know i do miss ej and it, like I, we understand like his last year with colorado wasn't incredible but when you when you see him in another sweater and you see that highlight package, you're just like, 
he meant so much to this team. Yeah. He was even if if he wasn't putting stuff up on the board, if he wasn't playing phenomenal defense, everything he's done for this team. Yeah. I, I think we kind of took for granted. Um Maybe I don't. I don't know if he t- it's weird. Like you know, I don't really take it for granted. You just, I, I think you just take for granted that he's just going to always be around and always be a part of the Avalanche, right? Maybe that you take for granted. Yeah. But you know, he was never the the best player on on the team. But that doesn't matter. Like like a, a, a guy that you know resonates with the fan base isn't always the the best guy on on the team and the the superstar all star. That's not just it doesn't those don't go hand in hand. And Eric Johnson was a, a great player for the Avalanche. Was he the best player on the team? No, but Avalanche fans don't care about that. They care about, you know, your personality. What you are doing on the ice is important. And he did very well on the ice for the Avalanche for a long time. And they respect that. And when you're there for 13 years, or when you're anywhere for 13, that means you've created a, a, a rapport with the team, with the community, with the fans. and. It, it, you just saw it. You saw the outpouring of, yeah, man, like we miss you. And as far as like the business side of it goes, it makes all the sense in the world that he that he's not there because what he was making, you know, the, the last few years of that contract where he's making six million dollars a year, he didn't really live up to that. There was a lot of injuries there. If he was, you know, I I, I hate doing this, but you kind of have to compare it to jack johnson mm. and you're keeping jack johnson why well because he's a veteran and the number that you're getting him at is very team friendly if you flipped that around and and eric johnson said i'll stay for what you're paying jack johnson i don't know like maybe we're having a different conversation but you've also heard they didn't even entertain it with him they didn't even have a dialogue of of a new contract and I don't know if it's because they knew he was never going to take Eric John or yeah, Jack Johnson money, or it was just time to move on. And they just felt like you don't have it anymore. And the way we play, we're let, let's just, let's just split at the seams while we can. You know, you say that and going back to how I was feeling through the whole EJ welcome home thing. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is a galaxy brain move from Sackick McFarlane to intentionally let him walk to another team? Let him go do what he has to do. Wait till he comes back to Ball Arena. Get everybody ooing and on and EJ, we miss you. Come back, EJ. Yeah. And then the trade deadline comes around. I, I yeah. I mean, I've heard some people like throwing that out there. I'll never say never, but I don't know. Like what would be what would be the point? Like, he's a defender, right? And and, and we're going to talk about Sam Malinsky here in a second, but you you I don't think it's a, a an area of need for for the Az right now. It's it's not so much a need. It's you don't have Landis Scott. Let's just say <laughs> mm-hmm. okay, the effort they put against this Buffalo Sabers team, they're building off what they built the night before or the game before. They're starting to get back to some momentum. Miko and Nate, they're waking up. What if this team is poised for a run? Mm -hmm. Does this Avalanche team, after all the offseason acquisitions, need anything? No. But boy, it would be nice to win one more for EJ and let him (laughs) retire in an Avalanche sweater. And this could be your like pseudo Ray Bork moment, bringing back EJ... Uh... 
it's it's just yeah. it's not so much like we need you to win a cup. It's rally around EJ. He's back. Let's get him one more because he could come back and say, "I want one more run with the boys, and right. this is it, and retire." I mean, it it would it would <laughs> that would galvanize everybody. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if it happened, it would. I it's <clears throat> excuse me. Like like I said, I don't I don't know if they do it because um number one the, the number that he's at right now in buffalo they can't afford that so buffalo and, and th- there is an interesting factor here in that buffalo was not performing how, how people yeah. thought they were so they could be sellers at the trade deadline instead like if they if they were in the mix no because it's not going to happen because if buffalo was playing well he's probably a reason why they're playing well why would they get rid of him but the fact that they're not playing well they could be sellers at the trade deadline. He could be a guy that they get rid of. I I, I don't know. You're not going to get much for him, though. That's the thing. So, like, if you're sellers at the deadline, it's because you're looking for the future and you want some draft picks or something or 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 prospects. You're not getting that for Eric Johnson. So they're just going to get rid of him to to get rid of his number. But the Avalanche can't take that number right now. And are are they going to? Is Buffalo going to keep? Some of that salary in the books, I, I I don't know. Is it for multiple years? Let me see. No, it's just the one year. It's just yeah. the one year. So, and then from the Avalanche perspective, like I said, I don't think conversations were even had with him to sign another contract. And again, I don't know the reasons why for that. If the reasons why are we just, we, we know we're going to be too far apart, so why even start in on this? Um, I don't know, man. Like, it. it it would be a phenomenal story. Yeah. An absolutely phenomenal story. And I, I I wouldn't be against it for for the the you know the the fan factor of it and just rooting for that. Uh, but from like the business side of it, I don't know. I don't know if it makes a lot of sense to have and you know you you're you're getting older overnight by bringing him into. I'm just I'm it's we don't need him. No. But the Avalanche are set because they it'd be something nice to have for this run. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll concede that. I'll concede it'd be nice to have because it's a nice story. Um, and honestly, at the deadline, like, you could trade away what pieces aren't working or whatever depth that you just don't really <clears throat> feel like it. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just something you could have. And a I nice mean, if, story. Yeah. it's something you could think about just in the back of your mind. If, if he run. is something that they, that they want to like get rid of, he wouldn't cost you anything. Yeah. So if you really wanted to do it, you could go do it. I mean, well, he would cost you a salary, which again, the Avalanche can't afford right now, so you'd have to figure that part of it out. But I don't know, man. It's it's <clears throat> we'll see where it goes. But overall, um, it was phenomenal. The video that they put up on on the the jumbotron was yeah, it was it was great. A it was great a stuff and you could tell and the 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 applause just seemed to go on and on and on. usually those things last 10 15 seconds this thing went on for like almost a minute and nobody was trying to rush it they they nope. even they even put the spotlights on them they brought the the house lights down they put the spotlights on them uh and and nobody was like rushing through this thing so it was it was great it was a great night and um some one of the, you know you get special nights throughout the season this was definitely one of them yeah definitely one of them so um, all right, let's talk about the game, which uh, was very 
very good for the Colorado Avalanche. So they uh, they really they went right to work in this thing. And in the end, they went at five to one. So uh, we will discuss. I want to say the good, the bad, and the ugly, but there's really just pretty much good. Good. <laughs> a lot of good in this one. So we'll talk about that next. First, we're going to hear from Game Time and the Game Time app. And you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last minute deals, all in pricing, view from your seats, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets you just bought tickets you're, you're going somewhere this this weekend are you not sir that's correct please, gonna... please tell the audience where you're going because i am a tad jealous yeah me and uh me and the girlfriend we are going to go watch christmas vacation with mm-hmm. chevy chase there answering questions ah in-house answer do you have a question lined up for him or are you still do we have another fletch movie on the way oh so you're going completely <laughs> out of <laughs> the heck with uh, christmas vacation we're going straight to fletch i'm getting the heart i love it kyle sullivan from locked on hi chevy uh and you got those tickets right over on game times they have deals on tickets right up to the start of the event it's the place to find your last minute seats so download the game time app create an account use the promo code locked on nhl for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply once again create an account redeem the code Locked on NHL, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Yeah, so Avalanche uh, really kind of cruised in this one. And this is this is what I wanted, Kyle. We've been talking yeah. about this for a little while. Like, let's have one of these games. Let's have one of these games where you're in control. Uh, the score, you know, w- w- in, in the third period, at some point, I mean, it's three to one going into the third, so that's not in the bag. Um, but you know, with what when they got that power play goal, I think it was seven minutes left to make it five to one, and then you're comfortable for the rest of the game. You don't have that they're pulling the goalie, and you're on the edge of your seat. Are they going to get a greasy goal? You finally had this game first time in a, in a little while where it was you're in control. You knew you were in control, and overall, very very well played game by the Avs. And, you know, I think the storyline, and we're going to talk about it, is the scoring in Malinsky and how good the offense looked. But I'm going to raise you one more. Buffalo almost went the entire first period without a shot. Finished the game with one more shot than the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. And guess what? Guess who didn't buckle after letting in one shot, one goal? And guess who held up the entire game? Yeah. That would be pros for tough. He looks good. Wire to wire, a absolute performance mm-hmm. that all, that got dwarfed by the rest of the offensive output. It was something I don't want to go unnoticed or forgotten, but what a game. And yeah, that's something you really want with this more of a goalie 1A, 1B situation, a comfortable 1B. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we usually, when we're kind of like recapping games and stuff like that, we'll get to the scoring, how defense played, and then we'll kind of like end with the goalie situation. Unless, you know, they, they had like a shutout and, you know, they were standing on their head. He was pretty close to that. But I think all of the, all this other stuff going on, the Eric Johnson stuff, Malinsky, uh, Nathan McKinnon going off again, like it, it did get buried a little bit, yeah. how, weighed, how, how well he played. Um, and I, I like he's, 
he is he <laughs> we're, we're forgetting about frankie <laughs> which, yeah. which i don't want to Ooh. do we all yeah. love frankie but he's he's filling in that role very nicely right now very nicely and it gives some confidence to this team and i just wanted to lead off with that just because yeah. i know we're about to get into the scoring but it's something i don't want us to take for granted because well, with Yorgiev being once he finds his groove, we're going to be fine, but also we're going to be fine with Prozbatov and net because he plays a very confident. It's not, he's not getting lucky out there. He's playing the puck. Well, he's tracking it. Well, he's making the, and that second period wasn't the most beautiful thing in the world. And he mm-hmm. held strong and the third period, he looked really, really good. Mm-hmm. So this is something you could really feel confident in when you see, Oh, Prozbatov's in net. You're not, Oh boy, rolling your eyes and I hope we could score six. You don't need to. No, well, and then you had I'm trying to find the uh the penalties in this wonderful NHL site. Just I think it was four apiece, and I think the Avalanche scored on one. I'm I'm looking for the time because I I remember the 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 Sabres scored that that yeah, they didn't have a shot on goal until like 18 minutes left, or 18 minutes left, 18 minutes into the first period and then they got that goal kind of like a fluky goal prosvitov actually kicked it off to the side but it like pinballed off of i think it was josh manson's skate and they went right back into the front of the net and there was an easy goal and then didn't the avalanche commit a penalty like right after i feel like yeah i feel like buffalo started the second on a power play you're correct so i mean you they get a they get a goal on that power play we're right back to three to two and and, you know we got a game here Yep. Um, and as well as the Avalanche played in in the first, where they scored those three goals, crowd is going crazy. The Eric Johnson stuff, like it, you just everything was going your way. They give up that goal. It could have, I don't want to say gone south, but it could have been a lot closer. But but he didn't do like he he just shut the door on everything. You're right, man. Like he he's it's a little bit understated on how he played, but. It was a great game, and and yeah. So well, the 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 first period shots were were um, fifteen to six. So Buffalo actually got six shots on goal under two minutes left in the first, which is crazy. And then they end up, you're right, um, out shooting them by one. So I think a lot of that was you know the Avalanche had the game in hand and they're kind of sitting back a little bit, and Buffalo had to throw everything they could. Um, but he he was under the gun a little bit, and he he shut them down. Yeah, and and the defense in front of them also helped, and th- those are two areas that were suspect going, honestly, the beginning of last week. And this is this is what you want to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So you feel good now about about the tandem um, that the Avalanche have at least for today. Offensively, um, yeah, like oof, the 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 first and the third were just the works of art. The second wasn't horrible. I don't think it was a horrible second period, but um, I think Buffalo maybe forced the issue a little bit more than the abs in the second. But man, like something changed in the third where they were just like, we're going to do whatever we want to do, especially that top line. They were holding offensive possessions. Which they, they, it, they was looking like power plays. Yeah. It was looking like power plays. And, and Buffalo has good players. This is not, you know, the the Cleveland Browns. I mean, Cleveland Browns is a bad because uh, Cleveland's okay this year, right? Who's bad? Who's bad in the NFL? I don't. Uh... New England Patriots. Say it loud. Yeah. Say oh, there loud. we go. Yes, yes. <laughs> we can finally say that. You know what I mean? Like th- this is a t- they're not playing that well, but 
you know, they're trying to break out of this funk too. So you would think that they would be just everywhere the Avalanche were, and and the Avalanche could just they were just cycling like I've never seen before this season. It was great to watch. And I think that third period, I think that that extra jolt came from Malinsky. And you saw the ovation around that goal. It was early into the third. And And that was a big goal. It was. And you saw the team rally rally around that goal. And I think that sparked them for the rest of that third period. Yeah, because you know, they they were they were just like I said, cycling like crazy. And and then they that um he didn't I mean he got a lot on it. When you watch the replay, it was almost like a knuckle puck, but um yeah, so I mean the the just excitement coming from him and getting his first goal, but that made it four to one, right? Three to one is that, that I hate that lead. Everybody hates that lead. All they need yeah. is just one, and then you have the rest of the period to play with. Goalie comes out. We we've all been on the good and the bad side of that stuff. Yeah. You push it to four to one, and then that that that's just the dagger for the other team. Right. So that was a huge goal, a big goal, an emotional goal. And then the last goal they got was just top line playing together for as long as they play together, knowing exactly where guys are going to be. Nathan McKinnon with an incredible, just a perfect pass, a perfect pass that if you don't see it coming, because he he does it so quickly and Val Nachuskin's right where he needs to be right on the corner where the net is. It's poetry in motion. When they start playing like that, it's just man, who's going to stop these guys? But Thanks. we've seen it's been up and down. But you know they start doing that, and and you know we're back to you know Stanley Cup run hockey that is just tough to stop. And we can now point at the Landeskog being in the building. Hey, let let, let the stories start. Yes, yes. <laughs> here we go we're already doing it so he was in there he was he obviously there for for ej but um you saw him in the locker room it was funny because malinsky came in and they gave him the silent treatment yeah. celebration and uh you saw gabe landeskog in the background just and you're like oh yeah he's there he, okay yep. don't forget about him because he's making a difference and he's not even on the ice yep so all right uh milestones were reached in this game not just from sam malinsky Two other big ones, and they happen on the same play. Pretty crazy. Kyle's laughing over there. But, you say milestones, no relation to Miles Wood. Oh, well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> I'm a dad. <laughs> we'll get to those coming up next. Right now, we're going to hear from FanDuel. And as the weather gets cold, the NFL offers a stay hot on FanDuel, your number one sports book. Because right now, New customers get a $150 bonus bet with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 in your account if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options. I know the Broncos going up. They're going against the Lions this week, right? The Lions, yeah. I believe so. I I think, Um, what? A month and a half ago, people were like, ah, I'm not going to watch that game. Now, that's a must-watch game. Yeah, those are two teams on the opposite way. This Broncos need this game. Big time, big time. So you can uh, bet on things like like the spread, the player props, overs, unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on during this NFL season. That's FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. 
we had some milestones reached or miles woods reached in this game miles paper <laughs> miles scissor um yeah so we you had sam Malinsky getting his first goal congratulations there and then you had uh that that last goal that we were just talking about the nathan mckinnon to val nachuskin that was val nachuskin's 100th career goal and 99 with colorado <laughs> and and uh nathan mckinnon's 800th point all with colorado um so yeah like you and then he's not that far away from um i think a goal record of his own nathan mckinnon i believe we looked that up real quick but yeah i mean all all, all of that happening in one game like eric johnson stuff Walensky gets his first goal, McKinnon's 800th point, and Nachuskin's 100th goal. All yeah, the same game. And it, this is this is what you want to see, and it's like it reminds you how incredible Nathan McKinnon has been. What feels like – it always feels like Nathan McKinnon's fifth year. Yeah. Like it, it's, it yeah. always feels like this is year five for Nathan McKinnon, especially his play doesn't tail off. He's just – He's just good, and he's take how we were talking about Nathan McKinnon never being happy. He's happy now, and it's very weird, and it doesn't sit with me. I don't know how to feel about he's it. Smiling more, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's very weird. weird. I don't like it at all, and it is very weird. But to see him reaching the ranks that he does, like we always are watching Kale McCarr for what he's doing because he is in rarefied air. But Nathan McKinnon is slowly taking his name and putting it right up there with the uh, like the Sackicks and Forsbergs quietly. I don't think it's quiet. <laughs> no, I think, we're just I think, we're so used to it. We're yeah, just so yeah. used to it. <clears throat> yep. Um he's on a 13 point uh scoring streak right now and and yeah, he he's hitting a stride. And so is is Nichuskin. He was everywhere last night or two nights ago now. But uh, um he he was just i mean he had i think he skated a marathon he was all over the place and he was fast and he was aggressive and he was like he was deacon guys he was getting around guys it it was i, I just he he played a great game watching him skate he was kind of playing skating like Nathan McKinnon does and skating, Nathan McKinnon just goes found the shoes a little bit more not i don't want to say timid but like he knows where he's going and he, and he goes there with a purpose where where Nathan McKinnon is just like I'm just gonna free for all this thing and, and just try to catch me, but Nachuskin had a different vibe to him the other night and he he was just he was everywhere he was every he was back checking fantastically, um, loved everything about his game everything about it and you're very curious to see what both Nathan McKinnon and Val Nachuskin can do against the Kyle Connorless Winnipeg Jets coming up this weekend like mm -hmm. that really. If can they continue to build? Is that just the product of Buffalo? Like, yes, that's wonderful things to see, but they're building, and you want to see what they could do against Winnipeg and especially Connor Hellebuck. Like, this yeah. is they're putting pieces together, everything's looking great. But like Nuke has he's been on fire since he's yes. gotten to dad mode. So, like to continue that against Winnipeg, this is one of those things we were just reeling <laughs> about how bad the avalanche looked and that losing streak. This is where things turn, and that Winnipeg game is where it gets cemented. Yeah. Uh, and, yes, Nathan McKinnon has a, another milestone uh, here in the near future. He's at 296 career goals. So four more, and he's at 300. 
So it's crazy though. They, they were showing that stat of like, he he's reached 800 points of current players, like fifth or sixth fastest or something like that. And at the top of that list is obviously Connor McDavid who did it in like half Two the weeks. games. Like he didn't like half the games. It's just like, God, can we enjoy one thing, Connor? Jeez. Um, yeah. Stanley cup. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> zing. All right. Beautiful. Um, why don't we throw out our sound check for, uh, for this game and then we'll wrap things up. So Kyle and I always pick a song that best describes the most recent game, put them up on a playlist over on Spotify, go search for it. It's under LOA soundcheck volume number three. So what do you got for this one? This is an all time track for me. Probably my favorite song from this artist. I went with Buffalo soldier, Bob Marley. Mm. It's that's EJ. He's right. A, our soldier is now Buffalo soldier. Yeah. Our condor is now a Buffalo soldier. <laughs> right. But and it's, I, it's, yeah. it's a good vibe and honestly it kind of matches like ej like, yeah go back and listen to that track when it hits when it hits the playlist yeah it's a very ej song it is very like groovy and he's that type of guy right uh i i went total sap mode and uh went went straight to the whitney houston bodyguard soundtrack uh the dolly parton cover i will always love you and I think I speak for all of Avalanche Nation when we say that. Like, yeah. he's he's genuine. He's genuinely missed as as a as a as a person. You know what I yeah. mean? Like a presence. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. The 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 stats might not be there anymore, and the play might not be there anymore. So you understand it, but it you know it's just one of those guys that you genuinely miss is not in the locker room anymore. And you so. know he's not going to name a horse Tage Thompson. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> Tage, just Tage. You know what he will name a horse? If he doesn't name a horse, Ukapekalukanen. Oh. Why is he even a horse owner? And then tell Come me what race him. that's in. I want to hear the announcer. Ukapekalukanen. <laughs> like how many times you gotta say it? Say it ten times fast. <laughs> Greatest name in hockey. Greatest name in hockey. So a great night, man. Just one one of those nights that is memorable for yep. a lot of reasons. And the EJ thing takes the cake. So uh, it was fun. It was enjoyable. And yeah. So we'll see how this all ends in, with his, his career. If he does one more run with them, remains to be seen. We'll see. Until then, uh, that's going to wrap it up for now. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciate it. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche podcast, and we'll see you guys next week. Go, Abs, go!